Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Orangio coming to you live from the Little Four Talk Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Super Bowl 57 in Phoenix. We will be there at Radio Row the whole week. It's going to be the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. So two one seeds making it to the Super Bowl. And I don't want to take anything away from Patrick Mahomes. I have complained about the officiating. I've complained about some of the issues in this game from a Bengals perspective. But what he did yesterday on that high ankle sprain and playing through it, getting all the treatment that he got, and he thanked the trainers and the doctors to go out there and play at a high level was nothing short of amazing. I mean, one of my main takes on this game was the fact that this is a, you know, three to six week injury, you know, at the very least. And some people get surgery on it and are out for a month or two months. And for him to come back in eight days and to play that well and only really show it a couple of times, show that he was bothered by it a couple of times throughout the game was, was absolutely remarkable. So he, he earned it. There's no doubt about it. I don't believe that, um, you know, that, that anything should be taken away from him. Now, the, the two things I want to point out to you, uh, cause you're sitting there at the game, Kansas City, nine degrees, uh, watching this thing from the sideline. These are the two times that I thought that the Bengals were going to win the game. So when they get the ball with 9.18 left in the fourth quarter, and it's a second and 13, and Joe Burrow scrambles for 14 yards from the 15 to the 29. Big play at that point. Then they hand the ball off to Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon, bang, seven yards at second and three. So the clock is going. It goes nine, down to eight, down to seven. I'm like, this is the drive right here. Second and three. So then what do they do on second and three? That's the one where they go way down the field to Jamar Chase on second and three. And then, of course, on third and three, they go way down the right sideline unnecessarily in back-to-back plays to T. Higgins where that ball ends up being intercepted. Now, I know that they had success getting the ball down the field in this game, and you got to take shots and get into your best player's hands. But to do it on back-to-back plays like that when you really just you wanted to methodically get down the field and get the lead and then put the pressure on the Kansas City Chiefs to essentially give them the ball back in that situation so quick. I thought was was terrible. Now, they did get the ball back after that. They got the ball back after that and with, with no harm, no foul, still a tied game. And then this is where on third and 16, Joe Burrow, after it looks like he breaks his wrist and he's holding his wrist and he's in pain, I'm like, oh my God, he makes his third and 16 pass to Hayden Hurst. I'm going, this is, there's your Foxwoods Resort Casino turning point of the game, that play right there. <laughs> and then what happens? Uh, you get uh, Hayden Hurst for two yards. Okay. Then they call a timeout. Then you have a, a pass to, to Irwin. Uh, I mean, you had that for two yards. Then after that, uh, the big sack on third and eight from Chris yep. Jones. That was a critical, critical play. And then, of course, the punt did with the punt return and everything else. Do you know that the Bengals and the uh, 
Kansas City Chiefs have played four times, and all four times the Bengal defense has held the Chiefs without a touchdown in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And one of the reasons why the Bengals were doing what they were doing offensively, especially throwing the balls down the field, is because you had three rookies back there. And, you know, that deflection by that rookie was unbelievable, and it was a great play, and that was the same play that they had hit on fourth down to Jamar Chase on the other side. Same type of play, trying to split two guys with the double move and having your six foot five receiver go up and get it. And by the way, you bring up Chris Jones. All Chris Jones did this past week was um, he had five quarterback hits. He had three tackles for a loss, two sacks, two holding calls were drawn, and one intentional grounding. That's uh, that's an impact player right there, oh, yeah. and we and we found kind of felt. I, I know that we did talk about this yesterday when we were or uh, Friday when we were picking the game. How he was going to be probably the biggest problem for uh, the offensive line of the Cincinnati Bengals because Buffalo doesn't have anybody like him. And you know this is where this patchwork backup offensive line was really really struggling. And this it reminded really reminded me a lot of last year's divisional game against uh, Tennessee, but the difference here is that Ryan Tannehill was throwing interceptions in that game. Patrick Mahomes was not doing that in this game. Yeah, the what it reminded me of was Aaron Donald's impact on the Super Bowl against Joe Burrow. That That's what it reminded me of. It's like, where is that guy, and how is he going to screw up the game? That's the way I felt about Chris Jones yesterday, who was playing like a man possessed. Uh, he felt like he didn't do enough in the AFC Championship game last year, so he came into this game with another opportunity, and he wasn't going to let it slip through his fingers, so I give you know, credit to the the Chiefs' best best players, and you know both teams you know suffered major injuries and big losses. You know, it, offensively, I mean, you had Kadarius Tony go down, you had Juju Smith Schuster go down, you had McCole Hardman all go down for the Chiefs, and then Tyler Boyd, who is a huge part of that Cincinnati Bengals offense, ends up going down and not returning to the game. So that that put extra pressure on you know T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, obviously Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who we haven't mentioned yet, with a tremendous game when they absolutely needed him. And, of course, Kelsey does his you know, well, requisite big game as well. I'll tell you, the touchdown pass that Mahomes had to Valdez-Scantling uh, right underneath Mike Hilton. Yeah. And Mike Hilton was the one that was talking about Burrowhead last year. And this came on third. I think it was third down play, and it, it was, was an un- an unbelievable throw. And Patrick had to stay in that pocket. He was bouncing around on that bad ankle again. Like that ankle was affecting him. I don't care what anybody says. His numbers say say otherwise. You know, he moved around in the pocket. I thought his offensive line did an incredible job of protecting him. Incredible. Yeah. yeah no, I. So they they just played this twice. Can you see the the monitor? What yes. they're playing? Okay. Yeah. So if you guys should just play that again, this is a this is a real nitpicky situation, but I think that the roughing the passer call had something to do with this. So Hubbard, the defensive end for the Bengals, who has had a very good year, had a good game last year as well. He also recovered another fumble. Right. I thought he had a real shot at Patrick Mahomes before he threw that ball, and it felt to me like he pulled up a little bit, and he could have at very least extended his arms and had disrupted this pass right here. You see that? Yes. And it's, and it's feel. Feels like he, because of the pass interfere, I mean the um, roughing the passer calls, did not go right after Patrick Mahomes, and and I and I felt like I saw that live. The replays uh, made me validated on that, and it's a small criticism. The guy played a, a big game, but I just thought at the very least, right there, 
and he hesitated for a moment as opposed to exploding into him. And I'm telling you, that was in the back of his head. It's like damned if you do, damned if you don't stuff. I mean, wait, the, the Big O's will wake up this morning, they'll look at the tape, and they'll be like, man, we just played against the 31st-ranked pass defense. And, you know, Chris Jones just blew up all of that. I mean, yeah. he was the one guy, he was the one-man wrecking crew who just... You know, play after play after play was relentless. And if somehow they could have controlled him. Now, there was a point where I think Joe Burrow had attempted like 30 passes in a row and he didn't get sacked. And he got sacked late in that game when it mattered most. So there was a, a, a sense early on in the game you could feel like Kansas City was really controlling the game defensively. There was no question about that. And they were all over Joe Burrow. And then later on in that game, especially in the second half, you know, the Bengals passing game became the Bengals passing game. In other words, they found their rhythm and there were not uh, a lot of sacks until that last couple series. So, uh, you know, Chris Jones had a hell of a game. I just read you his stats uh, for defensive line like Hassan Reddick uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. Those were monster games by those two players. Let's go to C in Hamden, Connecticut. What's going on, C? What's up, fellas? Good morning. Good morning, C. What's going on? I thought we had a decent day yesterday. Obviously, uh, Purdy going out made that game... Uh, over, but I thought the Cincy game was uh, was pretty good. Uh, other than the fact that I, thought, I actually thought the refs in both games were subpar. I mean, uh, but boom, you hit it right on the head. If Jones isn't in that game, I think Cincinnati beats them easily because uh, the cornerbacks for uh, Kansas City—they're all out and they're all uh, they're all rookies. That's all rookies. Disrupted. Right. They disrupted the whole game, and I just wanted to give, bring up a point about uh, Kelsey. I mean, Kelsey. I mean, all right, you can get excited. Since he could have won that game, he's, you're a douche. On live TV, you're a douche. <laughs> you're yeah, I mean, listen, I, I kind of got that same feeling, see, about how they were really, really going over the top at the end of this game. But, you know, hell, th this was something they were thinking about. They were bothered by it the entire uh, week leading up and the Burrowhead stuff and the mayor. And they ended up getting the last laugh. But, I mean, you're still one in three against Joe Burrow. You still lost that game last year, and you still lost the Super Bowl the last time you were in the Super Bowl. So, so let's go and get this one and hoist that Lombardi, and then you could do your jabroni stuff. Yeah, I will say that um, thinking about what are the Eagles two point favorites over the Chiefs going into the Super yeah, Bowl? I think I saw two and a half this morning. Uh, all right, so the same thing with the Eagles. And I don't know, Jalen Hurts was off yesterday because he had a couple guys wide open that he missed that should have been touchdown oh, passes. Brown, oh, my God. Was, yeah. I mean, he had two steps on the defender, and that could have been a 70-yard touchdown. So it's kind of the same thing, although the Eagle receivers aren't quite as big as the Bengal receivers, but they are quick, they are fast, and they are great, grade-A wide receivers in A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. So, you know, another advantage for the Eagles going into this game in that regard against this young secondary. Now, Sneed got hurt yesterday. I think it was a concussion. I'm not really sure. I'm, assu I'm assuming that he'll be back. He's their best defensive back, and I think he'll be back for the Super Bowl. But, um, you know, I, I would just say that, uh, you know, these these kids that are playing for San Francisco, I mean, uh, for Kansas City in the secondary, are it's a baptism on the fire. It has been all year long, but this is what happens when you pay a quarterback $450 million, guys are going to be lopped off, and you got to count on young guys in big spots. And yesterday, i got to say, you know, holding the Bengals to 20 points, you know, with that passing offense and those rookies back there, that, that's, that's quite the job by Steve Spagnuolo's defense. And right now in FanDuel Sportsbook, the Philadelphia Eagles, a one-and-a-half point favorite uh, for the Super Bowl. and expect some line movement back and forth throughout the next couple of weeks. All right, Paul is out in Cincinnati. What's going on, Paul? 
Yeah. I'm still ticked off about last night. You, before you guys are giving uh, the uh, the great blocking of the offensive line for Kansas City, those guys were holding like crazy. Uh, the last play, the guy running down, uh, the the guy that took the punt, there was pushing in the back on that play. It should have been offsetting with the uh, uh, roughing penalty. The other thing is, is that they were knocking Burrow down left and right, and they never called one uh, unsportsmanlike conduct or or uh, roughing passing, uh, roughing the passer penalty. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, I, I was very critical of the officiating, and you're right. If you go back, those are two calls that could have been made, and it was the punt return where there was a block in the back, and there was a holding on the... And, and we, I mean, you said it before, they've been making these calls all year round. It just was sort of like where they decided to make them. And there was a holding on the Mahomes scramble. Both of those calls could have been made. They weren't made. And then the late hit out of bounds ended up being made because that's a more obvious one because everybody's got their eyes on the ball carrier at that point. And I, I thought that two of those calls could have been made as well. So, I mean, I, I don't, I, I'm, I never want to be the guy that says, that it's all about the officials, but I did think that there was moments where the officiating did swing the momentum into this game and gave the Chiefs opportunities that they probably didn't deserve. But I will keep going back to it. The bigger issue was the Cincinnati Bengals twice in the fourth quarter had the ball with the quarterback that you want to have the ball that they talked about. They own that place. They own Mahomes. They were in the game last year. They beat them last year, and they didn't get it done on both of those drives. That's why they ultimately ended up losing the game. Yeah, I think if you said uh, to the Bengals before the game, hey, the game's going to be tied, and you're going to have the ball in the fourth quarter twice late in the game, uh, and you're going to have a chance to win it twice late in the game. Uh, would you take that? And they would obviously say yes. You know, the other thing, too, unfortunately for Cincinnati, I do believe this was the best team that Cincinnati's ever had. Uh, if they had stayed healthy offensive line-wise, um, I, I think this team would have won a Super Bowl, and they would have uh, they would have crowned what I what I consider this to be a great run right now. All right, Bulls would be my aunt. There you go. Sorry about that. But, uh, yeah, they, I think this is the best team they've ever had. Look, I was on one of those great teams, and uh, for me to sit here and say that uh, and to watch those players yesterday after the game, just how disappointed they were, because I think that they were really, really confident that they were going to come away with a win. Yeah, of course. I mean, and I, they, they should have been. I mean, I was very confident they were going to come away with a win. I really thought Mahomes was going to be much more hobbled than he was. I, I, I could not believe that he could move as well as he did, and I would assume that his mobility is going to get even better in a couple of weeks against the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Super Bowl 57 set. We've got the Chiefs and the Eagles out in Phoenix. Jerry Recco is with us from Iowa. Man, I tell you, we are all over the place. You got us, Phoenix, in a couple of weeks. You've got Jerry in Iowa tonight. You got Boomer in Kansas City. Then you got Boomer in LA. And you got Jerry calling games all over the country with Rutgers. I mean, we are just on the move. Everybody but Al really has been been on the move here lately. But he will be joining us, of course, uh, in Phoenix. And by the way, I did want to ask you, uh, how was your uh, Islander night on Friday night? You got them a win. I did. Yes, absolutely. It was it was amazing. I mean, John Ledecky is the greatest host there ever was. I mean, I'm telling you, he is so such a great guy, such a great host. And then turns out it was like New York Mets night in John Ledecky's box that night. So Todd Zeal was there. Uh, Donovan Mitchell's dad, who works for the Mets, was there. All these other Mets employees and Steve and Alex Cohen were also in the box there as well. So you were hobnobbing. Yeah, I was hobnobbing, yes. And I and I used Sydney to break the ice with Steve Cohen because I okay. know if I just went up there, it would have been and I told her, I said, Do you mind like, you know, helping me break the ice with the you Mets owner? Sydney to help you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I said it'd be a much easier like Smart. he'll like turn his head if you're standing next to me. If I if me, like, you know, sloppy, overweight, bearded guy stood go, Hey, Mr. Cohen, he's just gonna run in the other direction. So I used her as a cover, like as a shield, and then it worked. It ended up working. I broke up a conversation between him and Dennis Potvin with your daughter. It was awesome. Uh, brought, this- brought her over, and all of a sudden, there's like the Red Sea parted. You know, those they two stopped. <laughs> Whatever they were talking about, stopped in the middle of it and go, oh, hello. Hey, think about that for a second. Yeah. Just think about the four people that you just talked about. Yeah. You and Sydney, uh, Steve Cohen, and, of course, Dennis Potvin. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Could you imagine... The four of you ever, ever being anywhere together. No. <laughs> no, of course not. And then on top of that, I see where that fraud Sal Licata had a, uh, an Islander jersey fraud. on. Yeah, when, when he is supposed to be a Ranger fan. And I see, of course, you and Sydney have to do your selfie thing. That's right, yes. So we took a couple of those and it ended up being uh, another very, very good picture. She's just amazing. Todd Zeal's in the background of the picture, too, by the way, wearing a Zeal Islander jersey. Yeah, so what they do is, which is they're, they're amazing. You know, they see who's on the guest list, and this this all turned out. So Sal asked me to get some good tickets for him and his nephew. He goes, I, I know that, you know, you know some Islander. I don't know, maybe ask Boomer. I'm like, no, I'm not going to ask Boomer. He's a Ranger fan, isn't he? He wanted to bring his nephew to a game to sit, like, on the ice is what he wanted. Okay. So, so I, I said, sure, let me reach out. So then I reach out, and then it turns out that I'm like, you know, John Ledecky wants to host us. So then I'm like, okay, well now I'm I'm involved, so I'm going to go to a game. So then I say, Sal, this might not be the best situation for your nephew because this is like an owner's box, and he's not going to appreciate it. You know, bring somebody who appreciates it. You know, so I I bring Frenchie. 
he brings Eddie Erickson, the old Mike and the Mad Dog and Mike producer, and, and all four of us uh, ended up going. So that's how the whole thing started. So once they saw, they said, send me the names of the people that you're bringing. And so Sal gets a, a jersey with Lakata on the back. That John Ledecky hands to him. Now right? he can't. He can't take. He can't accept that. And he I goes. Mean, he, he can't accept it. He takes it, puts it on, and goes. I can be bought. Screw the Rangers. That's what he said. Wow. Well, see, so, yeah, you know, he's sitting there screaming at callers. Fraud. This fraud. That. Yeah. Shut up. You know. Yeah, you shut, shut up. up. You <laughs> shut up. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I'm, so, I'm, I'm disgusted at him. I and mean, here I am, like one of his biggest fans at the whole radio station. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. And then I see this nonsense. That's your problem. That's your problem, <laughs> man. Yeah. Your asses. Uh, forget it, man. You are you are outside the circle of trust, man. When yes. I saw uh -oh. that, look, I understand. The owner gives you a jersey. What are you supposed to do? You hold on to it. Thanks, Mr. Ledecky. I'm not really an owner fan, but I do appreciate the jersey. I'll hold right. on to it. I can't put it on because, unfortunately, you know, I am a hockey fan, so you got to appreciate that. I am a dyed-in-the-wool Ranger fan, and I talk like I know what I'm talking about when I talk about the Rangers. No, you don't, Sal. Shut your pie hole. <laughs> Never again. Never again. You are out. You are gone. He put that jersey on like he hadn't worn clothes in a week. Like, yes. he put that thing on like, oh, my God, finally some clothing. He could not have put that jersey on faster. And he, he got into the whole thing. He got into it. I mean, how could you not? I mean, this is... And then, you know, he we Mr. Ledecky brings us down to the team shop after the... The game, he, he went home with like 15 yeah. pieces of yeah, iron. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And here's the thing. Here, you know, here, the thing that bothers me really more about this than anything yeah. else is that he just went in there and just morphed into like, if it's free, it's me guy. Yeah, that, that's that's who he turned out to be. He goes, hey, can and I get one more thing for my wife? Can yeah, I get exactly, something for my daughter? Exactly. So this is this is totally uh, this is wrong on every level. And I can understand if he were there and he were you know put the jersey on because he was a part of a charity event. Now I've done that. I've actually put an Islander jersey on at one of them, two or three of their charity events. And I, the only reason I did that was because it was charity, and my son got a chance to play. This is ridiculous. This is not. This was a, a charity event. <laughs> yeah, right. It was, yeah, it was his own charity. Sal's house charity. Yes. <laughs> nothing but a hua. Uh, yeah, that's way. exactly right. You want to talk about like an emasculating moment for Sal? So they say, all right, we're going to put you guys up on the big board, right? So Sal's not only is he wearing the Islander jersey because the owner gave it to him and he's a Ranger fan, but then they put us up on the board and they go from the Boomer and Geo show, Geo and Sal. <laughs> <laughs> this guy not only is being forced to wear the jersey of his team that he does not like, it's bitter rival. Now he's just like a tag along member of our show too. It wasn't like, you know, from the Sal Licata show and the Boomer and Geo show. It's Geo and Sal from the Boomer and Geo show. And by the way, the, they put together a video for us. They mashed together a video of the two of us up there and Anthony and Belleville's call made it onto the Jumbotron. So that was the clip that they played was like uh, us going to a call for Anthony in Belleville. He makes fun of my shirt and then they had a, a video of Sal laughing that was from another time and they mashed it together and that's what they played before they put us on the video screen. So the Islanders really just do everything yeah, top notch. A good job for them and that was great but you know the, the whole... Sal Licata wearing the Islander jersey and being Disgusting. sucked into the vortex like that is just unacceptable. And how about I'm this? I'm sorry. How about this? 
This guy posts all sorts of, you know, love Steve Cohen, all that stuff. He posts like the king thing with the crown on Steve Cohen's head. He could not be, I mean, he basically, you know, loves this man. He actually said he loved him more than his wife on the air once. And, uh, and there's Steve Cohen in the box. You think he goes up and says anything to him? He says nothing, right? Nope. No. Let me ask you a question. When uh, Jim Dolan was at the station the other day, did anybody ask him for free jerseys or anything? And by the way, what the hell is he doing at our station? We're not allowed to go to their place. Yeah. Well, well maybe I'm, we are now. Yeah, maybe they may be. I don't think I am after what I said about well, you know, you're not, not you. Yeah, not right. You. But may, maybe everybody else. It just depends how you treat them, you know, and then you're. I'll find out Saturday. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll be interesting. I just get thrown out of there, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> Rutgers, Michigan State. Guys, not allowed in. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole different story. You're working. So well, that's, you know, I know. I you know. never know. I'm um, all right. All right, Jerry, what's going on over there? We are sponsored by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. So let's start this hour with the play that you made you hot last night, G, and a lot of people, too. And that's, of course, the scramble and penalty as heard on Bengals Radio. Mahomes with a deep drop. Finn. Now moving in the pocket. Running to the right and running well. He's at the 50. He's trying to run for the first down. He goes out uh, of bounds. And the Bengals no. push him after no. he was out of bounds. Multiple flags uh. are going to tack 15 yards onto this play. Yeah, exactly as you thought it would sound mm-hmm. with Horton Lapham. And then you would get the 45-yarder from Harrison Butker. And just like that, the Chiefs beat the Bengals 23-20 as they advance to the Super Bowl. Now, you guys also talked last hour about uh, Jermaine Pratt heard on video uh, and, they, and the microphones picking him up. The, the audio is not great, but we'll play it for you here as he was so upset with Joseph Asai in that penalty. Why did he touch the quarterback? Yeah, you know what the interesting well, thing is that the for the Bengals on defense, uh, Jesse Bates, uh, Pratt, Bell are all veteran free agents. As is Hayden Hurst, their tight end. Mm. And you also have you got to uh, win when you have the opportunity, right? You have T. Higgins going into the fourth year of his career, uh, his uh, contract, the final year of his second round draft pick contract. He's going to want a new contract. And by all reports, uh, Joe Burrow is going to be receiving a contract that starts at fifty million a year. <laughs> Not too shabby. <laughs> well, yeah, here's a, a sigh. In too old. <laughs> you just missed it, Boomer. Oh, you just it. missed it. Here is uh, here's a sigh. Um, you know, not everybody was as pissed off as uh, as Pratt was. We're one big family. It's not it's not fake, you know. And um, when the going gets tough, we don't start pointing fingers. We lift each other up. And um, I'm just I'm just happy I got this, these group of guys around me supporting me right now because it's it's hard. Yeah, the ones that like him, anyhow, not Pratt. Uh, as for the Chiefs, there's no doubt they heard all the whispers and the rumors and, and all the stuff from last week. Mahomes, 326 yards passing, couple of touchdowns, he says, mission accomplished. We needed to get this way. We wanted to play this team, um, and uh, we got them at Arrowhead Stadium, and uh, we were able to finish the job this time. They do it, and they advance to the Super Bowl to take on the Eagles, a team Andy Reid certainly knows. He has watched them from afar after leaving, and he is certainly looking forward to next week. I, mean, I can't wait till uh, Kansas City and Philly clash. It's going to be it's going to be awesome, man. I mean, what a great what a great Super Bowl will be. And big games for Marquez Valdez Scantling. Six catches. Was that him that stretched the ball out? Yes. And they challenged. Yes. It yeah. was him. 
Wow. And then Two number the one seeds made it all the way to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yes, they did. Uh, Travis Kelsey, 78 yards and a touchdown as well. As for the other game, the earlier game, which turned out to be a dog of a game because of the injuries to the quarterbacks, here was uh, one of the four touchdowns on the ground for Philadelphia as they ran over the Niners. Hurts again under center. He sneaks, he pushes, and he is in touchdown Jalen Hurts. I'm going to say this. The Eagles are 15 minutes and 43 seconds away from the Super Bowl. Oh, they were, because the other team had no chance, meaning the Niners. Uh, 31-7 was the final score. Hertz ran for 39 yards, and that touchdown threw for 121. Miles Sanders, a couple of touchdowns as well. Here's Nick Sirianni going to the Super Bowl as the Eagles head coach. We've all been dreaming about it, whether you were dreaming about it when you were 2, 10, uh, 14, 18, or when you got in the NFL. Um, this is something we all dream about, and we get to do it because... You know, we did it better than anybody else in the NFC this year. So uh, that is pretty special. Yeah, really, aside from when Hurts was hurt, they really did run roughshod over the whole league. Here was uh, here was Jalen Hurts talking about the collective effort that was put forth by the group. Only God knows the things that each individual on this team has been able to overcome to come together as a team and do something special as a group. That's what means the most. That's what means the most. All right, so all good in terms of Philadelphia. For San Francisco, though, what a disaster. So Brock Purdy leaves with the elbow injury. Josh Johnson comes in, leaves with a concussion. Purdy comes back in but can't throw the ball. All right, so Boomer, Al and I talked about this on the warm-up show. We see how reactionary the NFL is, and they have been with the replay rules the last few years. Does something like this say you can put three active quarterbacks on a roster now going forward? Well, if you were listening earlier, Jerry, they, they actually used to have that rule. Where you could right. have three quarterbacks on on the roster. I know that the competition committee, most of the people on there want that third quarterback, and they also want an eighth offensive lineman. So hopefully something happens this offseason where that's that's going to happen. You know, they pay a lot of guys; they have to deactivate guys. You know, they shouldn't yeah. be doing that. They should they should actually have a third quarterback. No question. All right. Well, here was Purdy with the elbow injury explaining what in hell happened. You know, my arm just felt like it stretched out um just felt like really a lot of just shocks all over from my elbow down to my wrist front and back um just pain really all over and they were deemed like a 1920s football team just running the ball all over the place and yet didn't have a whole lot of success here was kyle shanahan leaving a loser and guys are pretty down in there. We um we were really excited for today, and we really wanted a opportunity to play that team. And not to, they they played great. Um, they did good things, but you know we wish we had a little bit better opportunity than we did today. And so Eagles and Chiefs Super Bowl Fifty Seven in Phoenix. Meantime, reports say the Packers prefer to move on from Aaron Rodgers. So, does that mean he will be traded? Certainly sounds like it. Um, also, you've got ESPN saying the Dolphins are not going to pursue Tom Brady. The Miami did hire Vic Fangio as their defensive coordinator, and the Cowboys and Kellen Moore no longer a pair. Uh, he was let go as they are moving on. Mike McCarthy will call plays next year. In so just. Two two things in the AFC East. So you got Fangio now as the defensive coordinator, which is a great hire by Miami, and you have Bill O'Brien as an offensive coordinator for New England. While those teams haven't had any players, we don't know what they're going to look like. They just, both of them, made themselves significantly better. And I also think, 
in the long run, Nathaniel Hackett, depending on who the quarterback is, is going to make the Jets better as well. Especially if Aaron Rodgers comes over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> We'll see. Nets host the Lakers tonight. We'll have that for you on the fan. 50 points for Giannis and a win for the Bucks over the Pelicans yesterday. And in college basketball, Iowa beat Rutgers 93-82. And St. John's escapes Georgetown winning 75-73. A game-winning three with four seconds to go by A.J. Stores. All right, thanks, Jerry. We'll talk to you next hour. It's Boomer and Geo coming to you live from the Build Ford Tough Studio. There is someone on the line that apparently has an explanation for why... The Empire State Building was lit up green and white for the Philadelphia Eagles in just a miserable decision. So we will see if that person has the information we have been looking for all morning long. We understand it was stupid, but why did they do it? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Lauren Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Big story last night, of course, on Twitter was the Empire State Building that was lit up green for the Philadelphia Eagles win and how frustrating that was to all New Yorkers, especially New York sports fans and even more especially New York Giants fans. And, of course, everybody had the same opinion about it. How it was stupid because it was stupid. It's just not something that the Empire State Building should be doing with the rivalry with the Eagles and Philadelphia. But I really need to know 
whose decision this was and why they did it. Was it someone trying to get this social media attention to get people to pay attention to the Empire State Building account with the thought that all publicity is good publicity? Was it a deal with the NFL where the NFL says, okay, we're going to pay you and this is some different type of non-traditional marketing where whatever team wins, we're going to light up the Empire State Building in those colors regardless if it's Philly or not. You know, what, what was the decision? Was it someone who was just there at the Empire State Building thinking this was a good thing, the person that was in charge of that. So uh, we don't know the answer to that as we continue to search, but Rich in Norwalk, Connecticut joins us, and he's got either a theory or facts on this. Rich, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Boomer and Geo. How are you guys this morning? Great, Rich. What do you got for us? All right. Well, I'm listening to your, uh, first of all, I'm either listening or watching you guys every morning. Thanks, Rich. Last night, last night I, I'm listening to the show. I believe the girl's name is Lori that I was listening to. Okay, Lori Rubinson, yes. She did, a, she did a little research. She was talking to someone. They did some research and come to find out the person that is in charge of lighting the Empire State Building, guess where he's from? Philadelphia. <laughs> You got it. <clears throat> I don't remember the guy's name, but he's from Philly. And that's that's the reason why it was lit up the way it was lit up. All right, I just can't that believe that. I cannot just believe that. I got to say this right now. We need more people doing research on this show. <laughs> that's all there is to it. Al, Al, you need to do some research, Al. On it. I mean, that is just absurd, isn't it? Well, if that is the truth, Rich, and I'm not saying that it's not because maybe, you know, someone found that information. But let's just if that is true, that makes this whole thing much, much worse, because, you know, I thought I was ready to blame the NFL with some sort of deal with the Empire State Building. This is just some guy going rogue to be able to do this because he has the power to do it, to tick off New Yorkers because he's a Philadelphia Eagles fan. That, that to me, is absolutely horrible. And that, that guy cannot have that job any longer. Yeah, he's got to be fired. He's definitely got to be fired. That's not, the, that's not the spirit of this thing. It's just, I'm sorry. <laughs> he's just got to be fired. Yeah. I mean, because you know what? He just basically gave the middle finger to New York Giant fans. Yeah, right. And that's what he did. And this thing sits as a testament to the strength and the stability of New York City. And it's been there you know, I mean, it's just, you just think about, you know, all the history and what it stands for. And here it is, wearing Eagles green last oh, night. God. You want, it makes you want to puke. And then, you know, Dave Portnoy of Barstool tweets out, you know, how much of an embarrassment it was uh, for the Empire State Building to do that. And then they, like, found a video of him, like, going uh, boo-hooing, like, fake crying. And then they posted that and, quote, tweeted, like, basically, like telling him to stop crying about it, which is amazing that they went full trolled on this thing. Like, I I, I mean, I, I don't love when people cave to pressure with certain things, but with this particular, this, you just don't do this in New York. No, nah, it doesn't feel right, man. Just does not feel right. Somebody was, I look, I still think the NFL paid for it until I'm totally told that that is not that that did not happen yeah uh then then i will then i will believe that that's not the case all right let's go to colin in marlboro what's going on colin boomer and geo i am i can't believe somebody would do this this person needs to get fired right away <laughs> and i just i it's does somebody not check with the higher ups i mean this is i i woke up angry about the eagles and i am even more angry about this i can't 
I, I what were they thinking? Yeah, I mean this 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 to me, and I and I put myself because all right, so I'm not a Giants fan, I but I am a Mets fan, and I hate the Philadelphia Phillies. And if they had lit up. The Empire State Building, when the Philadelphia Phillies went to the World Series this year, I would have been through the roof mad. So that's what I'm trying to think about it in those terms, and it's just completely unacceptable. But, Colin, what if you found out that the NFL paid for this, and it was a marketing thing, and they were just like, whatever team wins, wins, and people are going to have to deal with it. Uh, Does that change your opinion on this? No, they have all the right to say, I don't want to put the Eagles colors in my town and not take the money. They... This is on the Empire, whoever's the higher up at the Empire State Bill. And if we find out this person was an Eagles fan, I mean, yeah. they're putting their their fandom over the, the right thing to do. I, I, I'm sorry, someone's got to pay. Someone's got <laughs> uh, yeah. to pay for this. So, Gene, I mean, let me ask you I this. I will never walk into that building ever again. <laughs> right. Gene, let me ask you this. I've yeah. been in that building, so I think it's first grade. I think I, we took a field yeah. trip there. Right. Hey, um, let me ask you, didn't they... Turn it red when the Chiefs won. They did, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so the, I, I think there's something to do with the NFL. That's, that's what I think. That's what I thought too. I mean, that was the. But I really want to know the answer to it. But that was my first inclination. Was and I actually right. thought that at the time. I'm like, let's see what they do with the AFC game. Uh, John and Shelton, Connecticut. What's going on, John? Gentlemen, um, I did some research on this Empire State Building crisis myself on behalf of the Boomer and Joe Show. And I've come to the conclusion that uh, the social media director of the Empire State Building uh, was a longtime employee of Barstool Sports uh, and is a professional troll. This guy loves to troll. This was on purpose. This was uh, calculated. Uh, and this was a blatant attack on New Yorkers. Now, wait a second. Does the guy who runs a social media account also have control over what color the Empire State Building is lit up? I, now, I don't know that for sure, but in my mind, they're sitting in cubicles next to each other, giggling and laughing and having a grand old time over this. Yeah, probably, and that's the worst part about it, is no matter how angry we get, that the people that made this decision are loving it, absolutely yeah. loving it. Well, I don't know. If they lose their job, they're not going to be loving it. <sighs> do you really think they will, though? I, I don't know. It's just, to me, again, I, I still think it has something to do with the NFL. Yeah, really a caller do. off the air said he looked at the schedule prior yeah, that there's actually a, a schedule for the Empire State Building, and it was NFC champions, and then later in the night, AFC champions to be lit. All right, so it's, yeah. it's an NFL thing, and then they, and I think you, I think you're able to buy that, right? If uh, if you are an outside entity to put the colors up there that you would want to put up there that are not, that are not New York related, right? And then uh, tomorrow it's red for Putin. That's what they're putting that up there for. It's just like what was it? Is, uh, what, whatever. But by the way. Uh, <laughs> We're going to have a problem when I get back. Why is that? Not with any of you guys, but just so you know, like here at uh, 980, uh, talk, the talk, they, they have like free snacks and everything for all their employees. Oh, really? What, all six of them? Well, I don't know. There's a lot of guys out here, but this, you know, I got Pop-Tarts this morning. I got Red Bull. I got some uh, buy, buy. I mean, it's all free. It's all free. Wow! Is yeah, it's a- all sitting. Right, it's all sitting right there. Nice refrigeration. It's it's really displayed well. It's really amazing. Well, we have maybe coffee. next break. What I'll do is I the only thing I don't have is coffee yet. Oh, okay. Well, nobody around here makes coffee. I guess. Yeah. Well, we have coffee because right. Duncan spent a crap ton. But whatever. But we have coffee. You know what I'll do? I'll, I'll take a I'll take a little FaceTime video with you guys, and I'll show you exactly just how special this looks. Okay. Now, is that an Odyssey station you're at? It is that, yeah, it is an audience. It's uh, next to a Target. 
Well, you know what happened now. <laughs> There's no way that that continues. Now that this has been broadcast in New York, Why is that? an Odyssey higher up will make sure that there is no more free snacks at this 980. Talk. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you this may be a deal with like one of these snack else. companies around here. Who knows? You think? I, it may be. All right. Well, we will see. I would love free snacks. That would be awesome. Free snacks. Well, what do I show you? The nice refrigerators. Everything seems to be clean. Hmm. Interesting. So they don't have animals. It's nice to come and visit the the way the other people live, you know, in in a different part of the country. (laughs) Right. They do not have a beautiful set there. They may have free snacks, but they did put you in, like, some uh, hostage garage or something back there. They gave me my own studio is what they gave me. Yeah, and that that light behind you looks like an interrogation light. Like, they they shine in your face. And and (laughs) where were you on the night of January 15th? Yeah, there you go, right there. See that thing? Yep. Here's the sign. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, talk. The talk station, Talk 980. This is the uh, this is the station of the Chiefs. Oh, okay. Oh, just, there's a guy who used to work here that works in Kansas City as a talk show host now. I wonder if he's at that station, Pete Mundo, um, who Chernoff said is the worst show he's ever heard in his life when he hosted an overnight show here. And then Pete Mundo wrote an article for Barrett Sports Media trashing Chernoff. I wonder okay. if he's at that station. I'll that would check. Be interesting. I will right. check for you. Doesn't he do political talk though? He does. Is that I don't know what type of station that is. There could they could be on a political station. Who knows? I mean, the Mets were on OR for a while. Excellent point. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 